At the time of the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus into heaven, the New Testament church began. It was not until after Jesus was crucified and resurrected that the New Testament church replaced the temple of the Jews. Therefore, from heaven, Jesus also appointed his ministers for the New Testament church. We can read in Ephesians 4 the name of those ministers appointed by Jesus from heaven. From heaven he gave to the church some apostles, multiple apostles, not just one apostle, many apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Five ministry offices are appointed by Jesus for the New Testament church. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. And he gave to the church some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edification of the body of Christ. This is the New Testament church that was created by Jesus after the crucifixion. Some church groups today are taught that there are no apostles and prophets. I don't know how they get this teaching, but they're teaching this. When we clearly see in Ephesians 4 verse 11, we clearly see that Jesus gave to the New Testament church some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edification of the body of Christ. So the ministries today are apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Yet some churches have changed this and say that there are only evangelists, pastors, and teachers today. They eliminated apostles and prophets. But God did not eliminate them. Apostles and prophets still function in today's church. Another error which is very, very glaring is some of the churches today are teaching that Paul was the last apostle when in reality Paul was not the last apostle of the 12 apostles. Matthias was the last apostle of the 12 apostles. We read that in Acts 1. He replaced Judas. But that group of ministers appointed by Jesus from heaven to work in the New Testament church with the original apostles. Those ministers are apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. This is the New Testament church. Jesus has already been crucified. 
He's been taken into heaven, and now comes the New Testament church with his resurrection. For his blood paid for the New Testament church. And the New Testament church now replaces the Old Testament temple of the Jews. And both Jews and Gentiles are in the New Testament church. We read about the New Testament church in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 8. Wherefore he, Jesus, saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Verse 11. And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and the cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. When Jesus walked on this earth in the form of a man, he called twelve men whom he appointed as apostles. After Jesus was crucified and taken into heaven, they had to appoint one man to take the place of Judas, who was the traitor and killed himself. And we read that that man who took the place of Judas was a man named Matthias. We see this in Acts chapter 1. In Acts chapter 1, Peter tells them they have to replace Judas. So they were going to draw lots to see which man would replace Judas. They had picked out two men, and the requirement was, beginning from the baptism of John unto that same day that he was taken up from us, Peter says, must one be ordained to be a witness with us of his resurrection. That's in verse 22 of Acts chapter 1. The apostle to replace Judas had to have been with the apostles from the baptism of John until Jesus was taken up into heaven. At that time, Paul was persecuting the church. So he didn't fit this requirement at all. And they appointed two, Joseph, who was surnamed Justice, and Matthias. So Joseph and Matthias were the two men that they were going to select, one of them, to replace Judas. Verse 24 of Acts chapter 1. And they prayed and said, Thou, Lord, which knowest the hearts of all men, show whether of these two thou hast chosen, that he may take part of this ministry and apostleship from which Judas by transgression fell, that he 
might go to his own place. And they gave forth their lots, and the lot fell upon Matthias, and he was numbered with the eleven apostles. So Matthias was the last of the original apostles. But from heaven, Jesus appoints more apostles. Two of those are Paul and Barnabas. Just recently, I saw a scripture showing that Barnabas was an apostle. We see the name Barnabas many times, but this scripture in Acts 14.14 shows Barnabas was one of the apostles. And this is one of those New Testament apostles appointed by Jesus from heaven. Which when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of, they rent their clothes and ran out in among the people crying out. So it shows here in Acts 14.14 that Barnabas and Paul are the apostles. There may be more apostles, but these two are named together as apostles. Barnabas was an apostle. We know from the scriptures that Timothy was an evangelist. 2 Timothy 4 verse 5. We know that Philip was an evangelist. Acts 21. We know that Philip's four daughters prophesied to the church. And in the book of Acts, we have several prophets named. Agabus, Silas, Judas, they were all prophets. Now that Judas is not Judas Iscariot. He's already dead. It's just like today we have many men named John. In those days there were many named Judas. But this Judas they refer to in the book of Acts was a prophet. Today the ministers appointed by God are also appointed by Jesus from heaven. It may be through the Holy Spirit, but one way or another, Jesus is going to particularly address that individual minister, telling him what office he or she is to be in. And there can be more than one office. You could be an apostle teacher, as Paul was. My calling is apostle prophet. But the Holy Spirit addresses us and tells us we are called to be a minister and teaches us how to be that minister and teaches us also which ministry office we are to work in. It is done by the Holy Spirit of Jesus as he speaks to individuals in the body of Christ. I have met people before that wanted to be a minister, but it was their own will. Vincent van Gogh, the painter, the famous painter, wanted to be a minister, and he went to seminary. He was not called by God to be a minister. If you are called by God to be a minister, by the Spirit of God you will be told that you are called to be this minister in this office, and you will be taught by God how to operate in the office. 
I have had so many men contact me through our blog from all over the world, and they say they are a pastor. Usually that's what they say they are. And they want me to supervise them. I don't do that. No one should supervise you if you are a minister called by Jesus. He is your supervisor, not men. There are many false ministers in the churches today. And this fits exactly with what Peter said to us in Second Peter chapter 2, that there would be false teachers, just as there were false prophets in the Old Testament. These men who are false ministers do not have the Spirit of God. They are copying other ministers. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.